The crypto market may feel like it is slowed, but projects are continuing at an accelerating pace with some of the biggest names in finance and new media taking interest in blockchain. Today, we're pleased to welcome back Patrick Byrne, the CEO of Overstock.com. As the first major online retailer to accept Bitcoin payments, Overstock's doing some interesting things, including their upcoming launch of the T0 project. Bad Crypto correspondent Rachel Wolfson recently caught up with Patrick to get the latest news. Our first birthday's coming up in just a few weeks, and many of you will be joining us to celebrate in Denver, Colorado. More on that, as well as a look at the growing Deadpool of crypto projects. It's like bacon and eggs, but without the cholesterol. Well, Welcome to episode number 147 of the Bad Crypto Podcast. Five, four, three, two, one, two, ignition. Who's bad? Welcome back to the Bad Crypto Podcast, all you listeners. Everything's still the same, but it's totally changed. Uh, you know, a lot of people might not even know that theme song. I mean, we're dating ourselves here, but, you know, the John Sebastian, who uh, sang the theme song for Welcome Back, Cotter, which, of course, was the genesis of a career for a major film star. Who was that person that was in the hit sitcom, Mr. Travis, right? Oh, well, that would be John Travolta. Vinny Barbarino. Yeah. Vinny Barbarino. That's right. Yeah. It was after that that his film career blew up uh, in Saturday Night Fever in Greece. And that was it. I know, right? I know. <laughs> I know, right? I was a big fan of Arnold Horshack, though. Horshack was really nice. Mr. Kata. And... Mr. Kata. Mr. Kata. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Ooh, ooh, Mr. Cotter. Yeah, that was a pretty funny show. If you've never seen Welcome Back, Cotter, go watch a couple episodes because it's pretty funny. Another piece of trivia for you. John Sebastian, who did the song, which hit the Billboard top of the charts, incidentally. What band was he with before? Are you serious? A a TV theme song hit hit number one on the charts? I don't know if it hit number one, but it it was definitely all over the radio. I know the friends. The friends one was on there yeah. from the Rembrandt. Uh-huh. So who was John Sebastian with? Don't know. The Loving Spoonful. The Loving Spoonful. Yeah. Did not know yeah. that. I actually, I couldn't even tell you one song by. Do that. you believe in magic? That was okay. Now I can tell you one song. One I can song. tell you one song. <laughs> Welcome to the Bad Crypto Podcast. We're glad that you guys are here for all the music trivia. That you get occasionally because yeah, welcome to the bad music podcast. Uh, we, we're talking about dude. cryptos in the crapper, so we may as well sing. <laughs> we don't, so we don't cry. Be of good cheer because blockchain is here, and I don't think it's going away. And neither is our sponsor, New Alchemy. They envision some big things for the wonderful world of crypto, just like we do and many of you do. In fact, if you're planning the next big thing in crypto right now, you might want some of their expert advice about ICOs, and you might want access to a range of blockchain development services. New Alchemy is all about that. They've got a team of marketing experts, event producers, community managers, and they can help you transform your idea into reality, real stuff. Mm -hmm. Where if there's an offering of STO or other security, they'll work with a broker dealer or the issuer security council to make sure that your marketing activities are fully compliant with SEC laws 
and regulation. That's not an STD, right? That's an, an STO. It's different. STO, yeah, that's the security token offering, which we're starting to see more and more of, which are nice. Newalchemy.io, and thanks to them. Fully compliant, operational. Yes. We appreciate you guys sponsoring the show. We got a great show for you today. Our uh, bad crypto correspondent, Rachel Wilson, had an opportunity to sit down with Patrick Byrne, who was on episode number 37 last year. And so this is kind of a little catch up to talk about T0 and what's happening at, at uh, Overstock. And uh, we've also got a few news highlights for you. But before we do that, just a reminder that our first birthday is coming up. Yeah, we're like toddlers. Girl, so fast. You know how fast we grow, Mr. Joel Com. We've grown from zero episodes to what is this, episode 147, along with 35 ICO episodes, and then a couple of songs and some of the quick some of the the whatever episode point fives we've right. done. I think we've done like four or five of those point five, and we've done some quickies. I mean in one year, Mr. Joel Com, we popped out almost 200 episodes. I think by the time that we hit uh, July 18th, we will have hit 200 episodes for the whole year. Oh, I think I think next week actually we'll hit 200 episodes, and it's because we've been eating our veggies. Mm -hmm. Well, we want to give you guys good content, right? We want to make sure that the, this space changes so quickly. Crypto goes up, crypto goes down. Sometimes there's just amazing highs. Sometimes there's some serious valleys and some serious lows. And that's okay. That's the name of the game with crypto. I mean, if you look at the history of Bitcoin, you know, every time it's had one of those kind of big one, you know, this big sort of pop, then it's kind of gone down for a little bit and then another big pop. So, and every time that big pop has always been bigger than the previous pop. And so just continuing the trend and moving along, it may not happen as, as quickly as we would like, but quite frankly, Mr. Joel Com, that pop to two, that, that pop to 20,000 came rapidly way quicker than any of us thought it was going to happen yeah fast and furious so the birthday party is coming up faster than you might experience in your own mind as well because in reality it's just less than three weeks away july 18th in denver colorado uh, still have yet to choose a venue, but I'll be doing that soon because getting a feel, you know, for how many people are registering and uh, we would love to have you. Badco.in forward slash birthday is where you can register and we hope to see you here. Yeah, you'll sign up. Uh, you'll go to an Eventbrite page. You'll sign up, put your email in that e and then watch out for a, for a future email from us about that to show you where that super, super secret venue is. Oh, and there might be a surprise, too. Uh, we're not ready to announce this yet, but we might be doing some additional something or other during the day, and I probably shouldn't even say something yet. But if you're registered for the birthday party, you'll find out about that, and you'll be invited to the something other super secret special thing. The that super we Super secret something other than super secret. Yeah. It's, it's that we may or may not be doing. Not do but. Yeah, but we're gonna just we're just gonna just hype it up anyway, just because we're in, this is blockchain and crypto space, right? We got we want you to be excited about it and be excited about this. Let's turn it over to Rachel and her interview with one and only Patrick Byrne. Okay, hi, it's Rachel Wolfson, and I'm here at the Alchemist Money Summit, hosted by Jeff Pulver, and it is taking place in Tel Aviv, Israel, and I am here today speaking with Patrick Byrne. He's the founder and CEO of Overstock.com. Hi, Patrick. Welcome. Hello, Rachel. What an honor to be on, on your show and here in Israel. Thank you. Well, we are delighted to have you on the Bad Crypto Podcast. 
Um, so I've heard a lot about um, what Overstock.com is doing in the crypto space. You've been one of the early innovators in the space. And so I would just like you to tell our listeners today um, what else you're doing with cryptocurrency and blockchain and um, all of that good stuff. Cool. Yes, we were one of the earliest. Well, the, in five years ago, the largest company in the world accepting Bitcoin was a diner in Australia that got $800,000 a year in revenue. Uh, and when we started, uh, and people thought it would take a couple years to get to 10 million, some company with 10 million, then some other company with 100 million in revenue and so forth. So, but we stepped forward and started taking crypto and we were a billion three. So we, we saved, we like to think we saved several, many years, five or six years perhaps for this whole crypto movement to jump to, uh, to get to a billion dollar company. But we did it because we were really excited about blockchain more than Bitcoin itself. Blockchain is going to disrupt history. And we picked out seven areas we wanted to be involved in. So I, I think there's this new age coming to mankind riding on a blockchain. And what are the most fundamental processes of that new age? They are you know, identity, the creation of capital, the which comes really starts with land, creation of money, which central banking, the creation of or a capital market, like Wall Street, commerce and voting on the assumption that this new age for mankind is still one where it's consent of the governed. So we made investments in these areas. Blockchain meets identity, blockchain meets land governance, blockchain meets central banking, blockchain meets Wall Street, blockchain meets supply chain, and blockchain meets voting. So those are my fundamental areas of concern. Wow. Overstock.com has been accepting Bitcoin payments since 2013? The first week of 2014. The first week of 2014. And so why did you start then? I mean, that's you were ahead of the curve. Because we wanted to learn about blockchain. Okay. The technology that's under Bitcoin blockchain is what's so revolutionary. And I wanted our engineers to start playing with it and learning it and, and being ready to use it in other places. Got it. Okay. And um, what are you doing today with blockchain? I know you mentioned the five elements that... But is Overstock.com doing anything else today? Or? or we're investigating, we're looking at lots and lots of opportunities with crypto. Uh, but we like to focus on those areas I walked through. And in particular, blockchain capital markets, which is, uh, we call that company T0. We actually have 12 investments now in this space. But one of them, T0, is a blockchain version of Wall Street, and which I'm very fond of. Because I think we can create a new version of Wall Street that is, uh, how can I put it? It's, Im it's transparent, immutable, and all kinds of mischief that goes on on Wall Street today can't go on in a blockchain Wall Street. Right. And why is that the case? Uh, well, two big reasons. One is that because it is immutable, it means the regulators, currently when the regulators try to regulate, believe it or not, they see something going on that's illegal and they try to dig in and get to the bottom of who's behind it. And believe it or not, it's much harder for them than you would imagine to actually track illegality through the system. It gets netted and pre-netted and stuff that, that be, like, it's, it disappears into a mist. So it's harder for regulators to regulate than you would think. In addition, there is there are some flaws in the current system as it exists, which lets various no good necks of various kinds get up to no good. Let's them do, they can manipulate the system in different ways. It, it cheats the rest of us and it creates systemic risk. What happened in 2008 was in part a, 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 a result of that. 
in a blockchain capital market where trading and settlement get reunified, get reunited, all kinds of mischief becomes impossible. See, the mischief occurs on Wall Street because if you and I meet on the New York Stock Exchange today through our brokers and we affect a trade in 100 shares of IBM, you know that occurs on the exchange, but there's this entirely different process called settlement that where the money and the stock get delivered. That happens three days later. And because these three different processes, really, the trading, the money, and the stock delivery are separated, there's gaps. And in those gaps, some bad guys have figured out how to do some bad things. And there are things like naked short selling, as an example, or option abuse of the option market maker exemption. Well, in a blockchain-based capital market, all those things get reunited into one simultaneous process. The trading and the settlement get reunited. And so all the bunch of opportunities for mischief get eliminated. Hmm. So it's remarkable. Right. And I guess there are no, it, it becomes kind of peer to peer, right? It, uh, it can be. Well, the regulators still want to see an exchange mm-hmm. uh, and they still want to see broker dealers. One aspect of it is when we can get to the point, eventually there may be just decentralized peer to peer stock exchanges, which is, I think that's probably two steps down the road. How do you get someone to eat an elephant? One bite at a time. You know, this is a, let's get the world to get security tokens one bite at a time. We'll still have exchanges. We'll still have brokers. And it'll be just like Wall Street, only under the hood, instead of this complicated meshigus that we've developed and that has developed over the last 50 years, which has these flaws in it. There'll be this new system under the hood, blockchain-based. And once people are on that, and I think it's maybe a five-year transition, once people are on that, who knows where it goes? It may We may end up in a world where there's just, I mean, really far out stuff. Atomic swaps, everything securitized. Atomic swaps, there aren't exchanges, there aren't brokers. I'm disintermediated. Everybody's decided. Who knows? Yeah. Maybe, but it would be fine by me because it'd be a perfectly honest world protected not just by regulators, but by the laws of mathematics and cryptography. Right. Yeah. That would be, I mean, that would be amazing. So we'll just have to wait and see. So let's kind of talk a little bit about blockchain and Bitcoin for e-commerce because overstock.com is Mm e-commerce, correct? It's one of the the largest. Two billion. Okay. Right. So. A few shekels. Yeah. A few shekels. Right. (laughs) Nothing. Um, So, um, I mean, it's interesting because Bitcoin isn't accepted many places. And Overstock.com is allowing people to make purchases using Bitcoin. Right. So what are your, I mean, what are your thoughts on that? Do you think that crypto for e-commerce is going to expand maybe into Amazon or some of these other large players? What do you think? Well, I think it's going to be, it's going to be the reciprocal of the current system. I think what will ultimately drive crypto adoption is when the current system collapses and you're not old enough to remember, but it was only, it was about 2008, we almost had a total global collapse that they only staved off by the central balance sheet of the United States getting way out of control, uh, the central bank's balance sheet. I think that we live on borrowed time. I think that we have built a world based on phony fiat money spit out of a out of a central central banks with unlimited checking account and buying Keynesian, uh, you know, 
fiscal policy and it's all a bunch of magic money tree stuff that is going to collapse someday. And it almost collapsed 10 years ago. And I feel like we're in a race against time to build a parallel set of robust blockchain-based institutions. So when the world as we know it uh, goes the way of the wild buffalo and, uh, <laughs> well, I guess I used to say the wild buffalo and the women's movement, but that was back in the 80s. I guess you can't say that anymore. Uh, when I, that when these systems, as we know them, collapse, there will be a there will be a robust system that's already and hot standby, ready to go, uh, ready to carry on. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I interviewed Tim Draper about a month ago, and he oh. believes fiat currency is going to disappear in the next five years. Well, Tim's an enthusiastic guy. He is. I just met him a month ago, and I, he's enthusiastic and. Uh, uh, but I don't think it's going to disappear in five years, but there's going to be enough alternatives in five years that when bad things happen, there'll be people just switching over. When People really turn to crypto when their own currency collapses, like in, Crete, in, in uh, Venezuela or mm-hmm. uh, uh, was it Cyprus some years ago. That's when people really get serious and the population starts moving. Right. So, Patrick, do you have any major announcements or anything that you want to share with the bad crypto listeners today? Gee, I have lots I would love to tell you about, but I've got I've got lawyers and regulators breathing down my neck. I've got to I probably have to heed their their advice and not to say anything new. Okay, and but but so you were mentioning something about you have you're building a partnership with, with Boston Stock Exchange, with Boston Stock Exchange. Okay, okay. Well, and we we announced it. Uh, we uh, just several weeks ago that we signed a, a deal with Boston Stock Exchange where we are bringing T zero technology live within Boston. We intend to make Boston Stock Exchange will be the New York Stock Exchange of this new age, uh, and that that's our intent. We have we have moved some tremendous uh, people have have been brought into T zero about twenty five from Overstock has two thousand people, but I have. We have have found 25 people to move in there that will greatly accelerate the speed and capability of T0. So uh, our intent is to build in Boston, to build the the world's leading security token exchange. And it will be live. I'll tell you this. It's, I think, okay, I'll tell you something that I, uh, I can share, that the technological side of this is really going to be complete by, in the next few weeks anyway, the technological side. I mean, we, we've had something, I put it this way, it's like if you, we've had something that we could have taken out on the street and driven, you know, for some months now, but it didn't have license plate, didn't have headlights, didn't have all kinds of things you really would want before you drive. Right. We've, we're just finishing those and they should be finished somewhere between July 1st and July 15th. Then it becomes purely a legal question of how, of when do we turn it on and, and our actual listing tokens. But they we're quite close to having all the wallets and technology and, and matching engines and everything completely ready. Wow. Well, that's exciting. I'm sure our listeners are also excited about that as well. So, yeah, exciting news. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you so much for joining me, Patrick. And R- Rachel, what an honor to be on your podcast. Yeah, thank you. And before we sign off, I'm just going to tell you something to tell our listeners, which we do on when we end each episode. And that is to stay bad. Stay bad. Thank you. Okay. Well, thank you very much, Rachel. 
thanks, Rachel, for that interview with Patrick. Always good to catch up and hear what's happening there. The man is a forward thinker. That is true and uh, really smart. He's building out a project that, you know, since 1999, trying to compete with really kind of in Amazon in some ways. And uh, I love that he's had the foresight to, you know, accept crypto way before most other people. And uh, so he is definitely a leader in the space. So glad for him to be on Bad Crypto for the second time. Totally dig it. So here, here's a topic we want to talk about briefly. Travis, you pointed out this site to me. It's called Dead Coins. Dead Coins. Com, and there's a story on Altcoin today that says Dead Coins now has over 800 cryptocurrencies that lay lifeless. She's dead, Jim. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know what? If you look at this, there's there's different ones. There's the, there's a full list. There's ones that are deceased. They cease to be. They are no more. Uh, there's some this that have been is an ex-crypto. Yeah, it is no longer. Uh, there's some that have been scams. There's some that are just kind of some some fake, you know, parody type of coins. But um, there's a lot of deceased ones out there. Uh, you know, right at the top, boring coin is no longer around. Well, <laughs> that was a parody. It's a parody coin. But um, let's see some of the others here that are gone. There's Crapple Coin. <laughs> it's it's shockingly deceased. Shockingly, and there's Blobby Coin. Um, so blobby coin is, is gone. Alcohoin. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. Blaze coin, arc hash, eagle coin, cosmos coin. Deceased. Those coins are all gone and delete coin. It seems like that one was from the get go. Um, you know, not going to go anywhere. Now, and so some of these are just projects that were like, hey, let's do a project. Here's some GitHub. And then the D- GitHub, after a time, they, you know, six months or so, there's no action on on that project. They're, they're not submitting any new updates or anything. And some of them are dead. And then, you know, a lot of times these, these blockchain developers will build a project and maybe move over to another project. Now, one thing I don't know is how many of these coins did an ICO. Right. We don't know that. And you can find they're categorized here. So there's also those coins that were hacked. So if you click on hack, you'll see the ones that fall under that category, such as copy coin launched in 2014. The client was wallet stealing malware. So that's that's not a good thing. That that coin was taking people's cryptos. And then there's also a scam category. Yeah, so there's a couple of sites out there, Dead Coins, and then the other site is uh, CoinOpsy, C-O-I-N-O-P-S-Y, and it shows the Dead Coins. So between them, it shows that there's about a, th- a thousand total coins that uh, that have died. Now there might be some some overlaps between the two, but uh, one thing here, there's an article that's in our show notes from TechCrunch, is it says that. Uh, a lot of these different projects, different scams, coins, and different ICOs that are dead raised a billion dollars in 2017 with 297 questionable startups in the mix. So I don't know how many of those were actually ICOs that were funded, but uh, CCN claims that uh, ICO scams have raised more than a billion dollars so far. Travis, do you remember a couple months ago we had on the ICO Spotlight, our sponsored show, Coin Janitor? 
mm-hmm. apparently they have partnered with dead coins um, to, ah. to clean up crypto as it was an interesting project, you know, coin generators cleaning up dead coins and, and finding a way to, uh, to bring value to them so yeah it was nice because like if your coin was dead and you had some tokens that were dead then they were going to do some sort of coin janitor swap so that way you could have some of the new tokens and that way you didn't quite get completely hosed or something right we'll take your crappy coins and uh and turn them into something so i'll raise i'll raise you one shitcoin. <laughs> I'll call I'll call your Bitcoin and raise you too. This article on TechCrunch says thousands of cryptocurrency projects are already dead. So Coinopsy is the one, Dead Coins is another. And if you want to read more about this, uh, they say scam and dead ICOs raised a billion dollars in 2017 with 297 questionable startups in the mix mm-hmm. that's all that's a lot of money and here's the thing so that's one of the reasons and that's one of the things that the sec and those organizations are going to hold hang their hat on and saying look look at all this and we got to get this stuff cleaned up because that's that's a considerable amount of money considering when i think all of the icos that were raised in 2017 were like maybe four maybe six billion total I know that it surpassed that this year with less than, you know, in the first six months of the year. We're recording this right now on July 1st. And so six months, we're actually in the first day of the third quarter. So the second half of the year is here. And, um, yeah, more and more projects are popping up. I mean, there's a lot of people who see this as a way to make some quick bucks, a lot of scams that are doing that. But there's a lot of great projects out there. And we're starting to see more and more of these projects actually start delivering on their mainnet start delivering uh, the projects like they said they were going to. More and more of these tokens um, are, are popping up on these exchanges, uh, although the market's down right now. So the thing is, is that, you know what, when the market's down like this, just like we've said multiple times, you know, what What does uh, Warren Buffett say? He says, hey, when the, when everybody's scared and fearful, be greedy. And when everybody's greedy, be, fear, be fearful. This is the time when everybody's scared, and this is a time – that uh, if this was in the stock market, you know, you know, some of those big guys would be coming in and, and vacuuming up as much of this uh, that, that they can. And so who knows when we're going to start seeing that pop upwards, that bull run again. But uh, we may be getting close to the bottom here soon. Hopefully. I thought Warren Buffett said when the going gets tough, the tough get going. Though that was uh, that was Jimmy Buffett. I think that that is also inaccurate, and I appreciate that. That is not true. Uh, but, not you know, true. the uh, the crypto market actually did a little bounce this week, and perhaps it could be because of Facebook lifting their ban of crypto ads. That's a good theory. We don't know that for sure, but there's a great article that's in our show notes here that talks about how Facebook has lifted the, uh, you know, they're not doing, they're, they're, they're basically banning ICOs from advertising, but they're not banning uh, all crypto stuff. So that's great because now bad crypto can advertise again on on Facebook and, and Instagram. So it's not just Facebook, it's both of those platforms. And so you're going to start seeing a lot of projects who are maybe, Maybe they've already raised their money. They've already done their ICO and they've already raised it. And then some of these cryptos are going to, you know, advertise because they're no longer an ICO. I think what they're blocking now is no longer will they showcase ads for people who are, that are that are doing ICOs. However, you know what? 
this might be one of those things that sort of triggers it because people advertising on, on Facebook, more and more people see it, right? That ads get put in front of the right people. It keeps that momentum going. And so maybe that could be something that could spark. But of course, the best advertising is word of mouth. And that's where we count on you guys to spread the word about the Bad Crypto Podcast. Yeah. Just like she would, you know, she likes doing that. So do us a, a favor and do your friends a favor. Tell them about the show. Say, hey, you know what? Blockchain's going to change your life. And I'm not going to throw one of these other shows at you because it might confuse you. But I'm going to, since these guys are already confused, you should listen to the Bad Crypto Podcast and just go ahead, grab their phone and say, I'm going to do, I'm going to do you solid and subscribe them to the show. And uh, you go and review the show and leave a funny review for us. We like, we like to laugh, <laughs> make us to chortle in, in snort and giggle. That is true. And actually, if you really want to get them to turn on to the crypto space, have them listen to episode 53 badco.in forward slash zero five three. That's the episode where Joel and I were really sort of breaking it down and talking about magical internet. Yeah. Yeah. So it's fun. We break it down. We keep it interesting. Some of these episodes, you know, if you haven't listened to some of the foundational episodes early on, like episode 001, 002, 003, 006, if you listen to those four, uh, that's a good foundation about what's going on in this blockchain space. And that can get y'all, get you, get, get them moving in the right direction. We're also looking at putting together another Talking Tokens episode with Travis and Joes. And we need you to call in and let us know what token you would like us to talk about. Uh, give us a shout on the Bad Crypto Hotline. And that number is 708-885-9030. I'd repeat it. But you have the little button on your thing where you can hit back 10 seconds and 20 seconds or whatever. So just do that. Get the number. Call us. Because a lot of people, what they're doing is they're typing us a message that we'd really like for you to talk about. Blah, blah, blah. No, no, no. We're not reading those. We do those when we're reading comments and suggestions and stuff. We'll read those. But we want you to call in because it's talking tokens, not writing tokens. Yeah, we love to hear. So we want to hear the sound of your voice. Yes. It's, it's nice. It's so nice. soothing. You get, you get hear call us. You get to hear Bossa Fabulosa, and you get to hear his talking tokens with Travis White and Jukum. <laughs> That's going to wrap up this episode, gang. Thanks so much for listening and for supporting the Bad Crypto Podcast by doing so, by subscribing, by reviewing, and by coming back for more. It's what you really need if you want to survive in this world of crypto ups and downs, and if you want to stay bad. The Bad Crypto Podcast is a production of Bad Crypto, LLC. The content of the show, the videos, and the website is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. It's not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice of any kind. You shouldn't make any decisions as to finances, investing, trading, or anything else based on this information without undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional financial advisor. Please understand that the trading of Bitcoin's and alternative cryptocurrencies have potential risks involved. Anyone wishing to invest in any of the currencies or tokens mentioned on this podcast should first seek their own independent professional financial advisor.